Before we get started, a word from our friends at Keeley Companies. One of the best parts about having Keeley Companies as our sponsor and partner is that they are so easy to celebrate. They're shining a much-deserved light right now on the talented women whose innovation and dedication has allowed Keeley Companies to continue to achieve phenomenal growth and success. Right now, they're celebrating Courtney V. She is a field safety coordinator with Keeley Companies and has been in the construction industry for a little bit more than five years. She'll be the first to tell you that joining a male-dominated industry as a young woman was at first intimidating, yet as she cultivated her career, she became a confident, trusted, and respected team member. When asked what advice she might give other young women starting out in this industry, she said, the three things you need to focus on are communication, confidence, and building relationships. Be able to communicate and encourage people to communicate even when you're not there. The whole goal is to build relationships and not to be afraid to speak your mind. Well, thank you, Courtney, for the awesome reminder. And thank you, Keeley Companies, for bringing forward an awesome leader. Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. John is the number one national best-selling author of the book On Fire. He's a world-class inspirational speaker, and he's the host of the Live Inspired Podcast. John interviews extraordinary individuals on their life story so that you can wake up from accidental living and more fully live your life story. Here's your host, John O'Leary. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. I want to begin this episode in an unusual manner, which is to welcome our friends who are tuning in from all over the United States and from all over the world. Welcome to our Live Inspired community. Welcome to Live Inspired Podcast. Grateful to have you. And one of the things we recognize in producing these podcasts and in doing the work we do, whether it's virtual speaking direct coaching, consulting, or speaking live with organizations is the struggle and the weight that many of their employees and many of the people they care for are feeling right now. We have created in the past word clouds, and I've asked our clients, I've asked some of their colleagues, hey, send me the one word that best describes your experience with 2020, now the first half of 2021. I'm going to read to you today a few of the words that have been coming back to us. Struggle and sadness lonely, uh, regret, anger, addiction, lack of balance, broken budget, constant stress, fading health, elevating temper, struggles with money, lack of meaning or purpose, uh, chronic physical challenges, and on and on and on from there. When you hear those words, or for some of us, when you're feeling those words, it can be easy to give into despair. Today, though, I want to make sure that we recognize that hope will not be canceled. And so if you're looking for something to grab onto today, the title of this message is called Hope Will Not Be Canceled. I will not have a guest on with me today other than Coach Matt near the very end. This is a replay of a live event we did with the Live Inspire Together community just a couple weeks back. We meet on the third or sometimes the fourth Saturday of every month. We do it virtually. You are welcomed to be our guest. You're welcome to actively participate. You're welcome to bring forward ideas you'd like to learn more about or to raise your hand and ask any questions that might be on your heart. If you'd like to learn more, text us right now at our Live Inspired hotline. The number is 314-207-5010. 
Again, the number is 314-207-5010. And you can text TOGETHER2021, and we'll send you additional information on how you can participate actively with us once a month to ensure that we change the world starting with their own. Our next live event like this will be June 19th at 9 o'clock Central. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be a phenomenal conversation. I'll tell you a little bit more about it at the end. What you should know, though, is, hey, O'Leary, what is this conversation about today? What is this podcast about today? Well, hope will not be canceled. We're going to begin by giving you some of the challenges that we face in the marketplace right now. Some numbers that are going to blow your mind on the grandiose gift, the absolute shocking miracle that is your life. So get your pen and paper out for those because these are the kind of numbers that will inspire you on those days where the headwind just keeps blowing in your face. The, the fact of your life is nothing short of a miracle. So I'll remind you of that today. And then I'll be sharing with you one of my favorite ever stories that I've ever heard, I've ever been part of, and that I've ever shared. Now, I, I wrote about this little man. His name is Curtis. You'll meet him at the end. And his mom and dad, their names are Brad and Adrian, in the book, In Awe. So some of you may have bumped into the story somewhere along the line. There was a video that uh, we were part of that went viral in the community. So you may have seen part of the story. But today I'm going to unpack even more of it. And as amazing as the story is, and it's awesome, what it means for you, what it means for your life, and what it means for the truth that in spite of the challenges we face, and we do face them, that the foundation remains firm, that hope will not be canceled, and that the best days remain in front of us. All right, my friends, I believe that is enough of a preamble. I want you to buckle up, get ready for a ride. As you know by now, we like emotion, we like energy, we like inspiration around here, and we like reminding you that you are a gift. And it's time to act like it. So you're going to love this podcast today. You're going to love this live conversation we streamed out into our entire community. And at the end of it, I'll be giving you some opportunities to join us in our next one. Here we go. Well, my friends, good morning. Wake up, grab that cup of coffee. My father used to come into my room early in the morning sometimes playing a bugle, acting as if we were uh, back in the army with him, other times beating a trash can to wake us up if we had work to do on a Saturday morning. I won't be that abusive to you today, but I do want to toast to you this morning, wish you a good morning, welcome you to Saturday morning, live inspired together with John O'Leary. We jump onto these calls once a month to celebrate not only your life, but what remains possible in your life. So to uh, rise and shine. I thought what we could do today is to begin with letting me know where are you tuning in from? So let me know as you chat in on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, LinkedIn later on, wherever you're tuning in from today, where are you watching from? And also what's one thing that you are looking forward to this weekend? And what is one thing this weekend? In addition, of course, to the Live Inspired Together community that you are looking forward to. So share your comments, as you know by now. We pick a couple lucky winners once a month to receive some goodies from the Live Inspired communities. For all of us tuning in from all around the United States and all around the world, we welcome you. Our podcast has a reach now of not only 50 states, which is mind-blowing, but 75 countries. And so that is so cool to think that we are receiving inspiration and providing inspiration to individuals, to friends, to family. 
around the world. So what are we going to be talking about today? The reminder that I hear from the community, perhaps more than anything else that individuals are dealing with is despair. It's struggle. It's the sense of isolation, a sense a bit of hopelessness, whether it's around COVID or divisions politically or challenges in the Middle East or challenges with their singleness or challenges in their marriage or finances or lack of professional growth or whatever it might be. Many, many, many people who are honest with Coach Matt, with me or our entire organization share that they just feel despair in life right now. And they're not alone. And if you're feeling that way right now, my friends, you are not alone either. Today, we celebrate the truth that hope will not be canceled. I'm going to say that again. And if you're the type of individual who likes taking notes on these, awesome. Write it down. Hope will not be canceled. And if you're the kind of individual who likes sharing messages of life and optimism and positivity with those around you, do me a favor and share this right now on whatever social media you're tuning in from. What the story you're about to hear today is the kind that I think the community is longing to be reminded of. Hope will not be canceled. So share it right now with your community and let's share some pretty big numbers around why hope will not be canceled. One story to ensure that you are reminded that hope will not be canceled. And then near the end of our half an hour, I'm going to loop in Coach Matt to give us some specific ideas, ideas on how to ensure hope is not canceled in your life how to navigate the difficulties of today and uh, boldly step toward tomorrow with ferocious optimism. What's the chance of you being born? One of the ways that I instill hope into my children is just to remind them how fortunate they are to merely be alive. So kids, Jack, Patrick, Henry, and Grace, pictured behind me, probably sleeping in their beds right now at home. What's the chance of you four little kids merely being born? And the answer is one, you may want to write this down, in 400. No, not, not 100, not 1,000, not million, not billion. The likelihood of their mother and father uniting at just the right moment in time to spark life into theirs. It means it's less than one in 400 trillion. One in 400 trillion. So it's not quite that big of a number yet. We're going to get to that one here in a moment. Trust me. Less than one in 400 trillion chance of you being alive. That's an amazing fact. But it's not the only fact that speaks to the miracle of your life. That stat is the idea of what, what's the chance of a 300 molecule protein coming into existence by random chance. That, that's what people say. Well, this happens so that life could begin randomly, just randomly. A little 300 molecule protein took form and began growing, 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 expanding. And then, of course, life took place around this world and around the universe. What's the chance of that happening? Well, researchers have done some work around that, too. And what they found is the likelihood of that happening by pure chance is less than one in 10 to the 390th power, less than one in 10 to the 390th power. So the likelihood of us being born is profoundly miraculous. So today at home, coffee in hand, I'd like you to write down a statement of truth. I'm gonna put it up on the screen, but it is this. My life, my life is a miraculous gift. And I choose to live like it is. 
So today, I just want you to write that down on your heart, maybe on the chat screen, maybe in Facebook, Instagram, YouTube Live. My life is a miraculous gift. It is. Doesn't make it easy. Doesn't make it perfect. I don't think it will be this side of eternity. It doesn't mean the Democrats and Republicans are going to figure out today or tomorrow, or the, there will be permanent peace in the Middle East starting tomorrow. But it does mean that there is reason for hope and reason to believe that we are not here by chance, that there is reason for our life. And I believe that our best days are in front of us. Life is a miracle. So today, you and I are going to hear one story that will validate that truth. And then Coach Matt's going to step in in just a few moments and give us some specific tools on how we can step in toward it. So my life is a miraculous gift. And today, I choose to act like it is, whether I'm coming in from Redwood, California, Lancaster, PA, Columbia, Missouri, or somewhere around the world, my life is a miraculous gift. And I choose to act like it. One of the great joys for me as a presenter, and I had the opportunity to do this three times this week, live events, people, human beings in a room, human beings in a room, was not just the opportunity to stand up and have a microphone on and PowerPoint behind me. That was awesome. That was fun. The real joy for me was to interact with human beings afterwards, one-to-one, -to, -one, to not just share my story, but far more powerfully to hear theirs, to do life with another human being, and then to build relationship afterwards, to begin emailing, calling, texting with new friends around the world. I love receiving those digital communications. So I received a text a couple of years back, and it read like this, favorite ask, just the bullet points. Friend is a child in a bad accident, brain injury, long recovery ahead. I gave him on fire. It's O'Leary's book. I got him in class. He loved it. Any chance you can connect O'Leary to call my buddy. So that's the text we receive on the Live Inspired Together text line. I get this from my friend, my brother, Tim Neiman. He's probably tuning in right now from my brothers at Edward Jones, sisters at Edward Jones, friends at Edward Jones. And I write back to Tim and I say, dude, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all in. I would love to learn more about this little guy, about his family, about what happened and what I can do to try to make a difference. Uh, if you can do me a favor, try to get his address, try to get mom and dad's number and their mailing address, and we're going to stay in touch with them. So I hit send on that text. I walk onto a plane in Los Angeles, California, board a plane to Atlanta, Georgia. But that's not where I'm going that night. When I arrive, I receive a long email from Tim. It said to me that Curtis was airlifted to Children's Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi. And when I read this, leaders, family, friends, I lost my breath because I was reading this email in Atlanta, Georgia. But guess what state that I was going to be spending the night in that, that night and what city I might be speaking in? The answer, friends, family, leaders, Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. I text my friend back and I say, hey, uh, you'll never believe this, but through providence, through pure chance, through the blessing, I think, of God's wisdom, I'm not in Georgia for long. I'm flying into Jackson, Mississippi. Can you connect me with mom and dad so I might have a chance to meet them the following day? And I get their cell phone. I have an opportunity to reach out to Brad, who is the father of this little boy named Curtis, and Adrian, who is the mother of this little boy named Curtis. And I get to meet them the following morning, Friday morning early. That's right outside the elevator where we practically bumped into each other in Jackson, Mississippi. It was an amazing chance encounter with an amazing couple. And while we sat there, while little Curtis is in surgery, 
they got to share with me a little bit about what happened to their son. The grandfather drive in his truck, a single car accident, how grandfather was injured so badly that they had to cut him out. And when they did so, they thought that they cut out the, the only passenger in this vehicle. But grandpa, as he's finally coming to, says, how's, how's my grandson? How's my grandson? The vehicle was injured so badly that the paramedics, the firefighters, first responders did not even know there was another passenger in that truck. They eventually find Curtis, they cut him out, and they realize that this little boy is badly injured. They airlift him to Jackson, Mississippi, where about a month later, I have an opportunity of meeting with Brad and Adrian outside of this room. It was a chance encounter. And I had an opportunity that, that day to not only hear what's going on with them, to listen to some of the struggles they faced, but also some of the hope they had. Because for Adrian, this mom, and for Brad, this dad, although the diagnosis was your little boy may never go home. And if he does, your little boy will never see. And if he does see, then it's highly unlikely. He'll never react and respond and move forward as a little boy again. They also kept reminding me, John, hope will not be canceled canceled. So today, my friends, as I echo their sentiment to you, I remind you in spite of where you are financially and relationally and with an addiction and with that movement toward a dream or where we are with this stage in the, in the pandemic. Some of our friends, they are tuning in from India where we are being desperately affected by the pandemic. I remind you today, hope will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. They kept talking about Curtis's little brother and little sister. I said, hey, have your little one seen Curtis yet? And they said, no, they, they, they haven't seen Curtis yet. They haven't seen Curtis. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to encourage you to allow your little ones to see Curtis. Because for me, when I was a little boy, Brad and Adrian, I was involved in a bad accident. I was burned and I spent months in hospital. And as difficult as the days were and as challenging as the battle was for it and as isolated as I frequently felt there was one day in the week when my life took a spin toward normal when despair started ca cascading away and hope stepped back in and it was the day when my siblings would come into the hospital typically on a Sunday I was normally in a wheelchair in my room by myself struggling and then I would hear the elevator open down the hall, and it was as if a locomotive had dropped some children off. I would hear laughing and tussling. You don't do that in a burn center. You don't act human in a hospital. But for some reason, my siblings would. Then they would do something really weird. They would run. You don't do that in a hospital, my gosh. But they would run and skip all the way down the hall into my room. The doors would open up. My little sister, Lara, would skip into my lap. She was a year and a half. You're not supposed to touch the patient. But she would skip right into my lap. My sister, Amy, would rub my back. My sister, Susan, would hold my damaged hands. My brother, Jim, would say, John, you better get better quick, man. I'm so sick of cutting the grass by myself. This is so unfair that you're in hospital while I have to do all these chores by myself. In other words, listeners, viewers, family, friends, they would treat me as a human being. And in a marketplace that feels so desperately isolated, that is a magnificent gift to give someone else to treat them as a human being. So I shared this story with Brad and Adrian, and I encouraged them, let your little ones see their brother. Uh, it made a mighty difference for me. The dream as a family was one day to head out to Colorado to celebrate the fact that hope will not be canceled. It took five and a half months in hospital, 
It took a whole lot of ladies and gentlemen working and fighting medically to make this little miracle a reality. It took a lot of God's grace to do so. But eventually, a child with no chance of survival goes home and then goes out to Colorado. The following weekend, Brad and Adrian brought their little ones to see their brother. And what took place next is nothing short of a miracle in a moment. We'll give it about 15 seconds before we hit play. You're going to see a remarkable reunion between two siblings and their brother. Before you see this video, number one, grab a, grab a handkerchief. You're going to need it. I think it's the most beautiful video I've never seen. The fact that this thing has not gone viral is only because it hasn't been exposed to the right people yet. It's the most beautiful evidence of love in action I've ever seen. You're going to see two siblings step into a room. They're not going to speak. You're going to hear adults filling the room with idle chatter, all this stuff that doesn't really matter, talking about blood pressure and stuff. But you're going to see evidence of love. And then for the first time, you're going to see a little boy who cannot see and never will see again, they say, begin to see. Not with his eyes, but with his heart, but with his heart. This is what love can do. This is why I remain so radically optimistic in the days that you and I find ourselves leading and living and serving in today. I believe, I'm convicted that we can come back together. I'm convicted that hope will not be canceled. And I'm convicted that the best days are in front of us. This video is farther evidence of the power of love to lead us forward. The essence of it, a little boy who could not see, saw very clearly for the first time, felt his brother's face, started sandpapering his brother's face, continued to sandpaper his brother's face. They start the adults talking about losing teeth and blood pressures. And then this little boy says, forget the talk, man. Forget the talk. Just reaches out to his little brother, pulls him in, kisses his head, wipes his tears, kisses his head again. And it's almost as to say enough of excuses, of despair, of struggle. I still believe in the midst of the storm in miracles. I still believe. So my friends, today, as I get ready to unpack where this story goes next, my question to you, who's one person in your life who models that for you? One friend, one pastor, one rabbi, one coach, one daughter, one son, one neighbor, one spouse, one partner, one college roommate, one great teacher, one person in your life who just kind of pulled you close, sometimes by using articulate words, other times in their presence, who just reminded that you that you are loved, that you're valued, that your life has meaning. Who's someone like that for you? I think we all need people like that in our lives, and we need to become people like that in the lives of others. My sister, Rana, thank you for being a person like that for us. Lee, Rick Pearson, how about just share? We'll share two more. John Daly, Caddy Kilker for Amy O'Leary Geraci. I know Amy O'Leary Geraci because she's my sister. Amy, you are that kind of person for me. Bob Knapp Easterbrook, my fiance, says Cynthia. My friends, you may keep typing it in, but my challenge to you today is to make sure they know it. I'm glad you're sharing with me, John Daly, my wife for sure, mine too. But I want to go home today and make sure my wife knows it. John, I hope your wife knows it. I want to go home today and make sure my sister Amy knows it. So where does the story go from here? Not only our story collectively, but your story. Where does the story go from here? Well, that love sparked optimism. Uh, that optimism, I think, sparked faithfulness. That faithfulness sparked action. And action led to results. 
a couple of weeks after that first video that Brad sent me, he sent me another one. This is the first time they got Curtis out of the hospital bed. A couple of weeks after that, he sent me another picture. This was a picture of the very first time they got Curtis on his feet. Not only were they able to get him up, which was amazing. Nobody saw that coming. No one in the medical community, none of the therapists, none of the doctors, but Brad and Adrian and their family did. They had faith that hope would not be canceled. Do we? Do we? And there's one more picture today I wanted to share with you. This was something that little Curtis dreamed of doing again. Not only going home from the hospital, but doing one of his favorite activities. That's him wearing that little blue cap. That's his sister. In the same way, my sister looked at me with love, looking up at him with love, bowling, throwing the balls, knocking down the pins, having the time of their life. Miraculous. I frequently ask audience members, hey, do, do you guys still believe miracles happen? And about half the room just sits back with their arms crossed. I don't know, man. Well, if you don't believe, look in the mirror. One in 400 trillion that your mother and father even got together right on time to lead into your life. One in 10 to the 390th power that this little protein would form to spark life in the first place. If you don't believe in miracles, it's only because you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. It's everywhere around us for those of us who have eyes to see it and hearts to experience it. So my friends, in the midst of a struggle in our lives where you and I all are from time to time, that's the season of life we come into from time to time. I want to bring in not only inspiration today, but clear next steps to ensure that you can take the next right step forward in your journey. So what I'm going to do right now is make sure we not only recognize some of the struggles in living out hope, but some of the solutions that we can do exactly that. So Coach Matt, introduce yourself. Who are you for the friends tuning in for the very first time? Well, luckily I had a couple minutes because those of you realize if you work with John O'Leary enough, you, you cry a lot. And so, John, thank you for sharing that. For those I haven't met, my name is Coach Matt. I'm the lead coach here at Live Inspired. And what my role is, is that there's nobody better than John O'Leary to stir our emotions and get us thinking. But most of the time we stop there. And so what we do in our coaching organization is we help people take that next right step. So on this topic today of hope, uh, a lot of people are somewhat shocked to realize that hope can be taught and hope leads to resiliency. And there's three steps that you can take in building hope. And so if you have your pad of paper, your Live Inspired journal, a napkin to write with, here's the three steps that we help people with. And if you're needing help, you have the number 314-207-5010. The first is having a goal. In my experience, what we do is we set way too many goals and then we don't do any of them well. So my challenge to you today is what's one area you wanna get better at in your life? One, okay, there's a quote out there that says, more than one goal is no goal at all. So what's the one thing you wanna get better at? And then the next step, number two, is planning. What am I gonna do about that? What's my next right step in that area? And here's the beautiful thing and the essence of about planning, that when it doesn't go right, or it gets hard, or it doesn't work, we actually celebrate that. Why? Because we just learned something better about how to get to the next right step. So second, one is goal setting, second is planning, and then third is this fancy word called agency. And agency is a reminder that you can do it, that I can do this. And what we realize is our days right now, when we tune off, our days are us against ourselves you against you today. But the beautiful thing is about this community is you notice our mission is changing the world, starting with our own.
So when we practice hope, when we get clear on our goal and our next right steps, then we can help somebody else take the next right step. And I have the honor of serving in that role. So if you need some help getting focused on a goal, a plan, or some next right steps, text in 314-207-5010, and we're here to help you in any way. First of all, it's a great point. So goal, planning, agency. For those of us right now who are like, hey, man, Curtis has a phenomenal story. I'm glad he got his miracle. But uh, what about me? You know, I'm, I'm still single or my marriage is not at all what I want it to be or the, the, the financial situation is upside down and you have no idea right now what I'm experiencing emotionally or physically or relationally or professionally. You pick the lane that there's so much, so much challenge, so much struggle, so much heartache out there. What, what's one thing that you might suggest? Hey, John, listen, if, if, if there is a place for them to start and maybe it's for me, Matt, if there's a place for me to begin today, what's that next right step for me to take? So two things to make note of. The first is sometimes this learned helplessness that we talk about, that is actually our default. That's our go-to when things get hard, right? So that's, that's very normal. But here's what the most current research says. We can't be hopeful and depressed at the same time. So the more we can get focused on this goal and planning and next right steps, that helps us get out of some of those negative patterns, things we have not forgiven. And it really gets us focused on the next right step. So in our organization, we have you do a quick reflection on these six areas and we have you pick one because what we know is this, when we latch on to you and we walk with you, then you can take the next hand of the next person and start mm. walking. And that's truly what we're trying to build in this community. We need you to be the best you can be so we can continue to build this and impact lives throughout this country. Matt, thank you for sharing that. But I love the way you said you receive in order to extend your hand. So that's the story I want to share as we get ready to allow people to take the next right step forward in their journey. Why I am motivated to do the work I do and the work we collectively do is because people extended their hand to me. Because individuals in the community served a little boy that had no real reason for hope because God's grace showed up in a mighty way to extend the, the opportunity to take the next right step forward. That's why we show up. That's why we hop on planes. That's why we speak. That's why we coach. That's why we're on the call today. It's also why about two years ago, I found myself speaking to a group of kids in Louisiana. I was speaking to a, I think it was fourth grade through 12th grade school in Lafayette, Louisiana, speaking to these kids. And near the end of the presentation, I shared the story of what it was like for little John O'Leary to go back from the hospital home, recover for a year there, and then go back to school. So I'm gonna show a, a picture of what little John O'Leary looked like the day before he went back to school. It looked a little bit like this. So I put the picture on the screen and I said, how many times do you think that little boy was made fun of? And a little girl with dark hair, big old puffy cheeks raised her hand and said, mister, I don't know, but I bet it was every day, always. And that's when I was able to respond, do you know that's a really good answer? But the reality was not once, not once was that little boy made fun of by his classmates. And then I shared the story of the parade they threw for me this entire school as I returned to school that first day. Kids holding up posters, welcoming back this little boy who'd been gone for 16 months, but he was back now. And instead of making me feel like a victim to my circumstances, they made me feel like a victor. They made me feel like a hero. They made me feel like I belonged. And that's when I shared the story of little Curtis. 
this little boy who also was was injured terribly and was about to start school the following day. And he was scared. And I said, but you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if we had an opportunity as a school to make him feel the same way my classmates made me feel? And right away, this entire like crowd was like, yes, that would be awesome. He starts tomorrow, guys. That's awesome. Let's do it. But then I surprised him by saying, we don't have to wait. He's with us today. He's checking out the school. He's kicking the tires, man. How about we welcome him right now? And so this little boy stands in front of this entire massive auditorium filled with kids. He walks over to me. I fist bump him. You see the kids standing behind him and made the headlines in the Lafayette paper the following day as we fist bump, as we celebrate his life and the truth, friends, the truth that hope will not be canceled. Mm -mm. Hope will not be canceled. After that little fist bump, there was a picture we took of this family, Brad and Adrian, that little good looking boy with the glasses. That is Curtis. He is holding up a book of in awe next to his two little siblings who visited him a couple years ago in the hospital. He's not only holding up a really cool book that has been on the bookshelves now for exactly one year. He's holding up a book that he is actually in. I wrote about Curtis in, a, in awe because I was so inspired by his life, by his family, by his community, and by the truth that hope will not be canceled. One year after its release, In All has traveled around the world. It's printed in a dozen languages or so. It's a national bestseller. And in the midst of COVID, it came out at a very difficult time to remind people that hope will not be canceled. I think the reminder was important in May of 2020. I think it's equally important in May of 2021. Brothers and sisters, leaders in the Live Inspired Together community, if we can ever serve you, support you, and remind you that your best days are in front of you, reach out to us. But we do want to remind you uh, that we're grateful for you and that indeed we can change the world, starting with our own. I want to tell you where we're going next time. It's one of my favorite topics, actually. Uh, it's a topic of change. And although most of us don't like to change, the reality is this. Change is the only evidence of life, growth, in relationships, in finances, in community, in your health, in your vibrancy spiritually. Change is the only evidence of life. So next month, we are going to celebrate change. We're going to come at it unapologetically and unafraid. Change or die. I'm going to talk about why we should change some of the struggles in doing so and the gift of choosing it. It's the kind of thing you won't want to miss. I'm looking forward to being back with you. So my friends, Lee and Robert and John Daly and Sarah Kidd and Mia and Matt and Cynthia and Tony and Susan and everybody else who's with us right now. I want to thank you for being with us live today on the special edition of Live Inspired Together for this time. And until next time, my name is John O'Leary, and this is your day. Hope will not be canceled. And the best is yet to come. All right, my friends, as you heard during that episode, not only did we bring you some of the inspiration from O'Leary and Coach Matt and the work that we do in the community and the invitation for you to help us do even greater, bigger, better things going forward, but we do want to make sure that you are participating in this actively, virtually, and that if we can ever serve you, you know that the answer to your request is yes. So several times during that episode, you heard the number of the Live Inspired line. Let me give it to you one more time. The number is 
The number again is 314-207-5010. You can text us Live Inspire 2021 to that number. And when you do so, I'm going to have Coach Matt send you some information on how you can join us for free. There's no fee on this. We want to be part of community. We want to change the world one life at a time, starting with yours. Our next episode will be June 19th at 9 o'clock Central. The message, you ready for it? Change or die. I know it sounds dark, but I think as we unpack it, you're going to find it to be wildly inspiring and it will animate you going forward into your life. So plan on joining us June 19th, streaming across all social media platforms. If you need a little bit more information on that, text us today at 314-207-5010. Curtis is a miracle. Undoubtedly, unequivocally, little Curtis, his life is a miracle. What I know now, looking back at my life, though, so is mine. Surviving burns to 100% of my body, bumping into a wife who who loves me for who I am, having these little children part of my life going forward, it's nothing short of a miracle. But here's what you need to know before this episode ends. Your life, your breath, your vision, your ability to think and to collaborate is also nothing short of a miracle. And the good news is the best of that vision, the best of that life, the best of your story remains in front of you. So my friends, miracles for this time. And until next time, my name is John O'Leary. This is your day. Hope will not be canceled. The best is yet to come. And it is your day. Live Inspired. And now a word from our friends at Keeley Companies. What started in 1976 as a local paving company has grown into a national provider of construction, infrastructure, wireless, technology, development, and logistic solutions. Over four decades and 1,800 Keelians later, Keeley Company's roots still guide them. In the words of their founder, Larry Keeley, quality and service never go out of style.